So welcome to another episode of Drills of Detail, the podcast about big data, data integration and business intelligence, and I'm your host Mark Rittman. So a couple of weeks ago I was over in San Francisco for the Looker Annual Conference and had the pleasure of meeting today's guest, Taylor Brown from uh, Fivetram, a company I'd heard a lot about from my good friend Stuart Bryson and I've been meaning to ask onto the show for a while. And so I'm very pleased to welcome Taylor Brown, Fivetran's COO and co-founder, onto the show. And hello, Taylor. Hello, Mark. Thanks for having me. So, so Taylor, tell us a bit about your, I suppose, your kind of career so far and your history and how you came into kind of, uh, you know, founding Fivetran and so on. Sure. So, so I actually don't really have a background in analytics. Um, I, uh, right out of college, joined a startup company from a few other people I knew in San Francisco um, and, you know, essentially moved from Colorado to San Francisco and dove right in. Um, working at a company of three people. That company was building applications for Facebook. Um, that was around 2010. And I learned a lot in just, um, you know, overall running a company. Um, essentially, we, my friend and I were running most of the company, and we had two other partners that were building um, the, or, or kind of doing client work on the side to help fund the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so learned a lot about uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the problems and challenges involved in starting a company. And um, and part of that was some of the analytics stuff. So a lot of times we didn't really know, you know, what was happening. And I remember actually at one point we had um, really, really large brands using our Facebook applications that they weren't paying us what they should have been. And we had no way of like checking, you know, what levels they were at and things like that. So that was a pain point that I held on to. Um, and then, you know, fast forward a few years later, the co- that company was acquired um, and I decided to join a company or to start a company with my co-founder, George. Um, he's much more technical than I am, um, but I bring more of the business acumen um, and the business side. So we joined forces, and that was really kind of the beginning of it. Okay, okay. So, and, and certainly that that whole world of you know, you say you worked, you had a product that was kind of doing Facebook ads and that sort of thing. That whole that whole kind of world of analytics and advertising and marketing ops and marketing analytics and so on around that world is kind of very interesting. And the world I came from was more, I suppose, kind of classic ERP analytics and and that kind of world. But it's very, it, it's kind of like almost like a parallel universe, really, isn't it? To that, to the world I came from, it's it's similar kind of outcomes, but very different kind of vendors, ecosystem, scale of data, and I suppose kind of I suppose uh, in a way um, velocity of change really in that industry yeah yeah I would definitely agree with that I mean I think there's, there's obviously there's a lot of data but there's there's uh, you know very different outputs very different vendors you know um, yeah but it, it was exciting I mean it was a fun it was a fun place to work it was a great opportunity right after college um, and and I think I you know learned a lot learned mostly that I just enjoyed building startup companies so that was that was really for me, I think the biggest learning thing from that experience, and then bringing that right into Fivetran. Okay, so so tell us what tell us about Fivetran then. You know, what does it do? Uh, you know, what is the product that you sell, um, and 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 kind of in a way, what problem are you solving for customers really? Um, so Fivetran provides data connectors for replicating data from our customers' um, source systems into their central data warehouse. Um, so what that means is we connect to um, SaaS solutions like Salesforce and Marketo and HubSpot and Google Analytics and MailChimp and NetSuite uh, and, and uh, you know, I think 30 other different data connectors. And we just replicate all that data into our customers' uh, warehouse. And then, uh, and then you know, we actually create the schema. We create all the tables. Uh, and then we just continue to keep that data up to date every you know, one hour, every 15 minutes. Um, and so you know, we support uh, 
uh, SaaS solutions like the ones I mentioned. We also support databases like PostgreSQL Server, uh, Oracle, um, you know, and a plethora of other ones, Aurora, uh, Mongo. Uh, and then we also have event collections. So um, for bringing raw events that you can send to us, like, you know, click events or uh, webhooks or that, that sort of stuff. Um, and then last, we have some file uploads. So like you can upload files directly into your system. And the way I really like to think about it is we are a toolkit for analysts and for, for IT teams, um, but more, more really focused for analysts that um, we're their toolkit for helping them get data from all the different places that they have to get it together so that they can actually do the, the hard work in analyzing it and not have to focus 40 or 50% of their time just trying to pull all the data from these different places. Okay, so so you mentioned their analysts, and, and I guess the kind of the initial reaction of someone like me would be, well, this is a market that is already kind of well served, and there's lots of data integration companies out there, and you know. So, but you mentioned analysts there, so that's quite a different type of kind of, I suppose, user persona to to the, the traditional data integration tools that I'm used to, where the actual user might be, say, like an IT worker or you know, IT department or whatever. I mean, is this? Are you aiming a different type of customer that 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 people you know that say Informatica would aim at and things like that? Uh, definitely. I mean, I think we still serve the, the IT professionals as well as the analysts, but I think what really has shifted, and, and I know that, that, um, that the, you know, they talked about a lot at the Looker Joint conferences, um, was just these, this, the shift from IT, you know, having to put together all of the, the stack for the entire data stack. So they you know, IT was bringing in Informatica and bringing in, you know, their own programming tools and whatever else. And they were in charge of doing a lot of this uh, pre-aggregation and, um, and loading into the warehouse and everything else. And now there's much more of a self-serve type uh, philosophy where it's not necessarily removing IT, but it's allowing IT to do their job and being in control and understanding what data is available and everything else. But it's also allowing the analyst to, uh, and, and the you know, end users, the business users, to actually access this data in a more self-serve fashion. Um, and so I think we really believe in that world and that it should be um, not a lot of time, energy, effort that customers and companies are spending on pulling and aggregating it, doing all this kind of stuff, but rather um, you know, they should choose tools like Fivetran that are fully managed and they should choose warehouses like Snowflake or BigQuery that are fully managed. And they should essentially try and you know, make that first part of their entire pipeline completely managed and not have to think about it and not have to worry about it and manage it and rather than spend their time focusing on getting their analytics correct and running their business correct. Okay, so so is, is Fivetran um, like a sort of service that people subscribe to or is it a kind of piece of software they install on their own servers? I mean, how is it typically delivered and, and, and kind of sent to customers? Yeah, so it, it's all software as a service. So we are a cloud-based tool uh, that can set up in a matter of minutes, and um, and then you know essentially you set up a you know a relationship or contract with us, um, and we then make sure that the data that you have from all your different places is continually delivered. Um, you don't pay any extra server costs or anything like that because we're essentially handling all that. So why, why would I suppose the obvious question with these kind of products is well how do you convince customers to pay for your service rather than say use something like Airflow or use Supermetrics or, or use some kind of free service really I mean what what's the additional value that you guys kind of you know pitch to customers to say this is kind of worth it compared to doing it yourself Sure you know I, I think that a lot of the the free tools or even the paid tools like Informatica like 
the the challenge that they have is that they give you this framework and then they say, hey, here's an you know easier way for you to understand it and build these connections. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you're responsible for them. So you build them, things break, you have to fix them, you have to monitor, you have to manage them. Um, versus with Fivetran, you just click, click, connect, it's running, something breaks, it's 100% on us. Like our guarantee to you is that we're going to deliver data day in and day out. And you literally don't think, we kind of think it as like, a, you know, it's a, a set and forget sort of situation um, where, you know, you set it up and then you forget about it. And, and, and then, you know, not to, you know, uh, not to, to, I guess, belittle ourselves, but I would say in some ways you can compare us with like plumbing in a house where, you know, you, you know, before you'd have to go and you go to the well before plumbing and you'd have to like grab the water and you have to bring it in versus once you hire someone to put plumbing in your house, you put it in there and then you kind of forget about it and you just get used to having the faucet and being able to go and get water or take a shower or whatever. Um, and it's like, you know, I think I, I often use this analogy, but, and I think that it is very, very basic, but it also, it also just is a good analogy for what we're doing. Okay. Okay. So, so you, I suppose in a way, drilling, uh, painting a picture really of, of, of a, of a, of a kind of a five trend deployment. If we look at the sources and targets and so on, just to try and get a bit more kind of, I suppose, picture of it. So you mentioned in terms of sources, you talked about there things like Facebook and so on and, and SaaS applications and so on there. I mean, so tell us about some of the things that you connect to and I suppose the challenges really in, in, in doing that, because I guess that you, uh, have to keep in touch, you have to keep in sync with those, how the sources change you're not necessarily kind of like getting that information directly from those those vendors i mean how does that work and who do you connect to yeah there's a, there's a good question so um the strategy that we have for connecting to every source is slightly different um there are categories of sources so what i could say is generally the cloud application uh sources we um we connect to them and then we we pull from the apis and typically we're using or actually taking one step back, we do incremental updates for every one of the data sources that we have. So that's by default, uh, meaning that we're doing some sort of uh, change data capture uh, to make sure that we're not duplicating our efforts, um, which is really critical. You know, we can't pull a huge, you know, the same table every single time because we're going to blow through all the API calls or the APIs are really slow, whatever. Um, so for cloud applications, we pull usually using some form of last modified date from each table. Um, and then we go through uh, processing it and normalizing that data and then loading it into the warehouse. From databases, we pull using uh, the log replication. So we're typically tailing off of the logs. Um, you know, we essentially become a slave database onto your database. We're tailing the logs. And um, this is one, far more efficient than actually querying against the database. So you're not having you know, undue loads on your database. Um, and two, we get every version of every change, which means we get deleted data, we can build history tables. Um, we just ha you know, have a much greater understanding of the changes that are happening in your source system. Um, so those are, that's cloud applications and databases. Um, cloud storage and kind of works the same way as databases. So like your S3 or SFTP or, cloud, um, or Google Cloud storage or blob storage, um, you know, we're, we're pulling just the change data. Um, the one that's complicated that you, that you mentioned was the, as we call them cloud reports, the AdWords being Facebook ad insights, Google Analytics, 
where they do not give us, unlike everything else that where we get access to all the underlying data, all the row level data, in the cloud report APIs, we only get access to pre-aggregated reports. Um, and that's partially because I think these are extremely large uh, tables that, that we pull. I mean, the, the AdWords data sets are enormous. And also, I, I think that Google is going to never probably let a lot of information out. They're not going to let the names of and the gender and all that kind of stuff of every single impression or every single person because that's that's their you know pro, you know basically that's that's part of their property. Um, so they, they only give us those reports, and so we're only able to pull out pre-aggregated reports. But fortunately, we can pull out any report from any of those different uh, services. Okay, okay. So so I mean, it, we we ha- I had um, Jake Steen from from Stitch on recently on the on the show, and we were talking about Stitch. And Stitch is the obvious, I suppose, comparison of what you're doing here. But before we get onto kind of that. Something that they talked about was their Singer um, uh, open sourcing of the kind of connectors really they're doing, and and in their in their point of view, you know, the connectors were almost a commodity, and it was actually the kind of the 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 the, the, the server based orchestration and managed service that was the main differentiator for them. But you talk you you're talking there very much that the connectors are a really kind of a differentiator for you. I mean, is that something you kind of think is is the case compared to say open sourcing it or, or what? Absolutely. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, you know, I, Jake's a, uh, yeah. has become a friend of mine. He's a good yeah. guy. Um, <laughs> you know, I think we have different philosophies about how we think about this business. I mean, in practice, our tools are, are very similar in some ways. Um, you know, the, the principle of those are very similar. But I think that's one of the big differentiators is they're, they're thinking about it as the value is the orchestration and being able to plug into it and, and open source and build, you know, how build an open source community, which is, is fantastic. I mean, I think that makes sense in a lot of ways. It's just not the, our perspective on it. We think that building these, these, these uh, actual connections is really difficult. And for us, we're all about quality. Um, we want to make sure that the connections are extremely high, uh, high quality. Um, you know, the, the normalization of them is extremely good. They're going to work day in and day out. And we can't give that stamp of approval on, on open source. Um, so we dedicate ourselves to just making sure that we just build every integration we possibly can. And it gets that five transcept approval that has a really fantastic schema and it comes with an ERD and it has, you know, all the data is normalized in a, in a way that makes sense to both the, the end business user and the analyst. Um, so that that would that would be one of the largest differences between us and Stitch. Okay, okay. So so taking a step further, you know, you land the data in uh, in the target platform, uh, and then I understand that with Fivetran, you then go on and cover the transformation part of it as well. Is that the case? I mean, talk us through that really. So that is not really the case. So in, in, at some point, I mean, we, in that way, we're very similar to, to Stitch. Like we load it into the warehouse and that's it. And then basically it's there and we will continue to manage and maintain the schema, that base layer of tables that we've delivered. We essentially continue to maintain them and change the schema and do all this stuff, and, which is similar to Stitch. Um, we do have some plans for some additional stuff once you load it into the warehouse. Um, that is, you know, probably coming out at some point in the next, you know, six or eight months, um, that will handle a little bit more orchestration of things once the data is loaded into the warehouse. But the a critical thing is that, you know, it is an ELT platform where you load it into the warehouse and then integration happens downstream of that. And most of our customers are just doing that just directly in SQL. Um, you know, some of them will end up using like an airflow or some additional orchestration tool after it's loaded. 
Um, but I would say 90 or 80 something percent are not at this point doing much else besides just using SQL and maybe PDTs, things like that in, you know, inside a looker. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So, so, I mean, so would you, so your, your reason you're not covering the transformation part is, is, is partly because it's something you plan to do it in the future, but largely because of, I guess, the kind of the, the, the scheme on read nature of this data or certainly the nature. Is it because people tend to have lots of different ways they want to transform it? Or is it because they can handle it much more kind of easily using SQL? I mean, what, what's your, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the big shift that's happened in, in the last few years, um, being the technology shifts that have happened have, have largely changed the behavior in these stacks. So if you look at it, um, you know, 10 years ago, the cost of data storage was much higher. The data warehouses people were loading into were generally not columnar data warehouses, and they were just, just not that powerful. So as a result, um, everyone was focused more on doing a, uh, an ETL sort of workload where you're taking the data, you're you're transforming it, you're ag- pre-aggregating it, and then you're loading it into the warehouse because you're trying to make sure that that, that, that data, that pre-aggregated data, those cubes are as small as possible. Um, and that and what's changed is now the cost of data storage has gone down. There's fantastic columnar data warehouses like Redshift, BigQuery, Snowflake. Um, and, and, then, and so as a result, I think everyone's switching to now do more of just the, the ELT, where they extract it, they just load it directly in, and then you're doing the transformations inside of the SQL layer. And the reason people weren't doing that before is just because everything was coming pre-aggregated into that layer already. Um, but let's you know remember that SQL is, has been designed and optimized over the last 35 years for doing a lot of this exact stuff. Um, and so by creating views uh, you know, of, uh, on top of these base layers, which is relatively easy, you can end up with a lot of the same transformations that you'd be doing outside of it, but you're all within the, layer, the SQL layer that is standard that your analyst team knows, um, that you know, both your, your IT team will also know. Um, so it really just, I think, makes a single place where you can do a lot of this work where you're not end up using these highly specialized tools like Informatica um, and you're not having to uh, you know, build this stuff in code using you know, Python or Java or mm. whatever you want to use. Um, okay. So that's the big shift that we've seen. So are you finding, I mean, so you talked about things like, you know, taking data from Facebook ads and and, and classic kind of, um, I suppose, you know, marketing type use cases. Are are you finding that with with this rise in these uh, columnar databases like Athena, like kind of BigQuery, that you're starting to get customers coming to you from a more traditional background who are looking to move more traditional data warehouse workloads onto these platforms? And are you getting involved in those as well? Um, Yeah, we we definitely are. I mean, we're starting to see more of that. you know, where customers are moving over to like a Snowflake or a BigQuery and they, you know, they're moving over from Vertica or, um, you know, Natiza. And um, it's usually the kind of thing where it's it ta- you're moving off of an old, you know, a, a classic um, enterprise data warehouse is it's a time consuming thing because there's you have all of one, the, the ETL that's going into that warehouse, but then you also then have all of your um, you know, business logic and everything else you've built on top of that. And so untangling that can be a really complicated thing. And we, we definitely have customers who are doing it and they're trying to simplify and build version 2.0 of their pipeline and their data warehouse. And they're huge. And they're using like Snowflake. And, um, and so we're seeing that a lot, but it's not the kind of thing you can just rip out in a weekend. You know, it's the kind of thing that's going to take a year, 18 months. And so we'll see them set it up and they'll set it up with us and they'll be running things in parallel for a year longer 
as they're building and moving things over piece by piece. Mm, mm, yeah, I mean that, that's that's been my observation. Certainly, when I first started working with, with with kind of BigQuery, is that you try and reproduce what you know from kind of you know on-premise databases, and you try and reproduce a lot of the complex logic around kind of dimensions and so on. But you know, my my, my advice now is typically you know move the workload, but not necessarily move the design. And yeah, you know, not, and not everything needs to. I mean, I think Snowflake can be an interesting one because it does allow you to reproduce a lot of that. But I, right. I don't necessarily think that all workloads can move into this environment. And, and a tool like uh, Fivetran is, is not a kind of general purpose ETL tool. It's, 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 you know, it's for connecting to these, these data sources that aren't owned by the customer. They're managed as APIs and so on. You take care of that as a contract. You know, you, exactly. And you move it in in kind of bulk and, and so on there, really. That's right. But, but even if you think about it in the same, you know, in the more classic way, um, and you're saying like move these workloads, like move the workloads over. Um, you know, I think we, you know, customers can still do that. Like they can still like instead of using it, you know, Informatica or something to load this stuff and stage it and then load it into you know into Tiza or Vertica. Um, I think that what with Fivetran they load it into a Snowflake and they have those base tables and then they can build this same the same exact orchestration layer on top of that. Um, you know, and sometimes we'll even end up using like an Airflow. Or something like that, um, or a DBT, or whatever, to then you know orchestrate that same layer is the same way they did it before, where they're building a cube, they're then you know putting you know something on top of it, or they'll use something like Looker, which is you know, New Age, where you're still building a cube, you're still building you know essentially a, a pivot table layer um, that you then have your users working with it. Um, so it, the shift at, at that end is not changed so much in terms of the actual aggregations and the way they're building cubes and things like that. Um, I think the shift on the, the BI end is now that it's just all web-based and it's much more collaborative and it's a lot easier mm. and faster to work with. Mm. I mean, so you and I are both at the, uh, the Looker Partner event um, the other week and that's how I kind of saw you the first time. And um, yeah, yep. uh, we, 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 were he- we were hearing kind of Looker's vision about their, their platform going forward and, and, and the, the analogy they made about, you know, in a way kind of corp- uh, monolithic BI was blown up years ago and now it's been broken up into the individual parts of which, you know, Fivetran is one of them. Um, so that was kind of a good story. But, you know, what, what's your take on, 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 on the Looker event and I suppose the kind of use cases you're seeing there and, and the potential synergies, I suppose, really, you know, between between Fivetran and, and, uh, and Looker? I think it was a really fantastic event. I mean, I think they just continue to, to gain momentum and their, you know, the product continues to get better. I think that um, they've really listened to some of the things that they're not great at and have, and have continued to, to work on those. Uh, overall, uh, us fitting into an ecosystem with them and us fitting into the ecosystem in general, I think that that is... Um, it's really important to us. And I think that that's what we're seeing more and more of. And so what I mean is, you know, and I think we might, we, we talked about this briefly is that, you know, there's all of these different tools and, but what makes it powerful is how closely these tools can, can combine together to make a single solution. Um, so instead of having to duct tape them together, they just already think about it very well and they sit very closely together. So I think for instance, like Looker and Fivetran work really closely because we deliver these, these base tables they have this powerful modeling layer that then sits on top of it. And then you, you know, you have your BI. So it it allows you uh, a customer to go from having nothing to having at least a full, you know, warehouse set up and having, uh, you know, their, their entire looker instance within an afternoon, literally, like we've gone through it a bunch of times. Um, And I think that that's, you know, the, having the, the very tight partnership ecosystem 
like that makes it really easy for consumers today to come in and say, okay, I'm going to set this whole thing up. It works very closely together. Um, you know, in, in, in actuality, there always is, you know, random side things that you need that like five trans not going to support or even lookers not going to support. Um, but then usually there's going to be another vendor that hopefully will plug in there very nicely. And I think that that's really where the space is going. Um, and, and we're seeing more of that. I think what I'm excited about some of the stuff that lookers have been focused on is not even not necessarily regarding their technology is, um, it's small stuff like the, their looker blocks. Like I think blocks are an extremely powerful thing because, what it allows that you know both Looker and Fivetran and other vendors that provide um, uh, you know data replication or data you know data integrations or ETL or ELT is it allows us to you know come together and package in a an entire solution for a customer. So when that customer comes in, you know they're looking at hey they're they're more interested in buying a solution than they are buying a set of tools um, because sometimes it's it, there can be so many tools in the ecosystem that you just have no idea what the right thing is. But if you are able to say, you know, look at these blocks or, you know, look at this end result, look at this marketing dashboard of these four different sources that you're interested in. And we can have this set up in an afternoon for you with Looker and Fivetran and say BigQuery um, that gets people more excited. Right. So then they're like, okay, this is cool. Let's try this. And then they see, okay, cool, great. This is a, this is a full dashboard. It's got everything in it. And then the, the, the really the big aha moment is when you get the rest of their team looking at it and they say, wow, this isn't just like an insight squared or a good data or something where you can't really change any of the analytics. Where is the dashboard you get? But then they start to look at it and say, oh my gosh, we can add this, I can add this, I can you know, pull these other data sources in. And they realize like this is a extremely powerful platform um, but it's already fully configured for me to understand it and get value out of it from day one. I mean, that's an interesting. I mean, that that of all the announcements that that Looker made that week, that was the bit that made me kind of raise my eyebrows a little bit. I mean, I, I can totally see the value proposition in that. In in, in that, you know, as you said, you, you get you get a solution rather than a platform. But you know, my history is my history is being involved with with Oracle technology, and and they had a series of packaged applications, and they controlled. All the different parts of it they controlled the source they controlled the dashboards and so on they actually oem the the etl part from informatica but the point of it was that it actually in the end wasn't a particularly kind of good solution for the customer because they you know the 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 packaged etl almost inevitably need, needed to be changed to to reflect their actual implementation the dashboards were never actually kind of what customers wanted and i must admit i actually kind of looked at it and i thought well this is i can see the appeal but it, it's it doesn't turn out well for, for oracle at the time i mean I mean, I, I suppose the fact that you've got APIs and it's more flex. I mean, how do you see yourself not falling into that same trap with that, really? Well, I, I think um, not not being uh, I don't have a, a, an experience particularly with Oracle, but you know, my thought is that those are probably fairly hard to change. Um, and the difference is with you know with with Looker, it's a lot easier to change. So it's really more of like a jumpstart program. And the expectation is not that this is going to be the dashboard that you're going to have forever or the set of dashboards. It's like this is going to get your your idea and thought jump started. It's going to give you some things that you should be looking at from these different data sources, and then it, and then you're going to continue to add on from there. Um, so I think of it more as like a foundation tool, a jumpstart tool than a this is set in stone here's the dashboard that you want you know yeah i mean it's interesting i can see exactly why they would do it i mean it's, it's a product that will sell very easily because people want to buy solutions and so on but it, it's it's um certainly i think 
it would have to be done in a slightly different way. And I think the way the way that ETL is done now with kind of data engineering and so on is much more designed to be flexible and changeable. But but certainly mm-hmm. in those days, an ETL routine using written using Informatica was was you know it cost it cost a fortune to change it really. So yeah. it, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I think they got. To, it, I think it, it would be popular, but they have got to do it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, and so it is still an you know an immature product. I think that they've got some more work to do to actually productize it and make it easier for you know vendors like Fivetran to come in and, and help build these different blocks. Because right now it, it's a uh, it's not exactly productized. But I think as they continue to add more, you know, they prioritize it more. I know that that there will be more interest from you know the five trains of the world. Okay, okay. So so looking just at the end, just looking forward, really. I mean, you, you've it sounds like you've solved the data movement problem, and you've solved the issue, or certainly addressed the issue about you know sources changing and so on. There, you know, for your for for five tram, what's the next problem that you're trying to solve? What's the next, I suppose, kind of frontier really in this kind of world? Um, I, I mean, I think that there's always more that we can do, like just in what we're already doing. I mean, I, I think that that's one of the things again that separates maybe the stitches from the five trans is just that we're extremely focused on making sure that the connections that we do have are unbelievably good. Um, and so we're spending a lot of time, you know, continually going back and rebuilding the integrations that we have or the connections that we have. Um, and that's going to always that's going to kind of probably be going on forever. Um, and so, you know, the first frontier is just making the integrations we have great. And and then, the, and then from there, it's adding more of those. So making sure that we have really wide, you know, making sure that we have every different type of connection that customers are gonna want. Um, and that's already what we're doing. I think after that, there's a lot of different things that, that, you know, I think we could work on from a product standpoint. There's definitely some gaps, you know, after we load the data into the warehouse, before it, it goes even into a looker modeling layer, um, there's still some gaps, right, where, Say if you're if you're working with a ton of JSON and you're loading into Redshift, there's not a lot of uh, you know easy ways to unpack that JSON. We do a little bit of unpacking of that, but you know there's some things like that that I think we could potentially add some value. Um, there's potentially maybe some scheduling stuff that we could help with, um, given that we have really great in-depth understanding of when the date the underlying data has been updated. Uh, so there's maybe something around that that, you know, that, and these are things we've been thinking about and, and I, you know, we, we haven't committed to anything in particular fully yet. Um, I think we're just also in supporting larger customers. Um, so that's just larger volume sizes, um, connecting to more on-premise systems, um, handling, you know, more of that sort of stuff. Um, those are some of the, the big things that we're working on right now. I, you know, not, I'm sorry to say nothing that revolutionary in terms of... Well- well, that's that's well, that's interesting in itself, really. I mean, it's always it's always uh, a temp- you know, I work in product myself, and it's always a temptation, not a temptation, but there's always customers will give you a million different ways you can take things, really. And it's that challenge, it's that kind of balance between, or well, I suppose, kind of decision, isn't it, between do you kind of stick to your core thing, do you expand out, you know, what's the vision for kind of uh, five train going forward? Is it is is you know, have you got this kind of wider vision of of of, of kind of a bigger thing, or try and get this thing correct? I mean, I suppose also you've got the the challenge coming in from things like. AWS Glue, for example, uh, you know, a, a potentially quite transformative kind of technology. But I guess that's looking at a different problem space. That's about on-premise systems that need to be discovered and so on, whereas your sources, I guess, are quite kind of well-known. It's just they're difficult to connect to. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And, I, and you know, I don't, I don't think there's, you know, going to be a single tool that wins out in this space. I don't think it's going to be like, okay, there's, you know, Glue has now become the thing. I think it's going to be, again, a lot of tools that you then 
put together very closely. And you'll use Fivetran for some stuff. You may use glue for some stuff. Um, you know, and, and you use this combination of different tools to fit your needs. Okay, okay. So two remaining questions for you, actually, uh, Taylor. First one is, what's that noise in the background? Is it you near uh, a port? You near a port or what? <laughs> uh, it's the it's just the the horns from outside. I'm uh, ah. we're we're on the twelfth floor here, tenth floor here, but um, you can still hear them honking down there. Oh, fantastic! And the last question is Five Tran. What, what where's the name come from? What does that mean? Uh, well, do you have any guesses? I've no idea, actually. No, what was it from? So it's a play on words of Fortran. Oh, uh, the programming. Right. Oh, right. Okay. So uh, when we first started Fortran, we were initially working on a numerics platform. We were working on a, different, a couple of things, just how to make data easier, more accessible to customers. And we thought um, Fortran was the original data language, and we wanted to be the next generation of, of data tools. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Well, look, can we see you at any events coming up? Are you going to be sp- you, you speaking at anything or exhibiting at any events coming forward? Uh, we will be present at the, at the reInvent, uh, AWS reInvent event, but we and will probably be sponsoring at the Looker join event in Europe. I, I know, I don't know if they fully published, but we will definitely be there uh, in early spring. Okay. And last thing is how would people find out about Fivetran? You know, where, where's, what's the website, you know, what's on there just to kind of, anybody who's interested having heard this. Sure. Yeah. Um, go to fivetran.com, uh, and there's you can easily get in touch with sales, or um, you know there's a you know demo form if you want to get a demo. Uh, you can also reach out to me, Taylor at fivetran.com, at any time, and I'll be happy to answer any sort of questions. That's great. Well, look, thank you very much. Do appreciate it. It's Sunday, it's early in the morning for you, so uh, thank you very much. For yeah. That. And it's been, yeah, uh, it's been it's been great to speak to you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Thanks so much.